0: Today is Wednesday, December 2nd, 2015, and this is Radio Wave. everyone and thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of radio wave our host is a friend of Medjugorje and tonight a friend of Medjugorje will be sharing with us our lady's message that we received earlier today through Mariana our lady is still appearing every day she's still giving the message on the 25th of the month and the second of the month and nothing in the course of the last 34 years has been able to stop our lady's apparitions It has been God's will that she has been with us this long. Tonight, a friend of Medjugorje is going to open up this message for us in a very special way. So we ask you to open your hearts in prayer as we turn Radio Wave over to our host, a friend of Medjugorje.
1: We have a great void of grasping the situation the world's in. And I'd say equally, the significance of Our Lady's apparitions in Medjugorje. How is it after 34 years we have so few upon the earth that are really following Our Lady? In her December 2nd message today she does acknowledge those who are seeking her and it brings her joy. But great is the harvest and few are the harvesters. You would think Thirty-seven years ago, forty years ago, if you were told the Virgin Mary is going to come, if there'd be not millions, not tens of millions, not hundreds of millions, but billions on the earth would be paying attention to it. But just like Maria here in 1988 had her apparition, and at that point had been going on seven years of apparitions daily, fell into such a routine that right after the apparitions she would go upstairs. And have a pillow fight with my children. That might sound strange, but life continues. And something that becomes part of your life in a routine becomes routine. Yes, it's glorious for Maria. Yes, it's gigantic, and it would be a catastrophic thing for her to lose her daily apparitions. Yakov Yaakov was the same way. Mariana once told me about Yaakov before his apparitions ended, knowing that she didn't have the second-of-the-month apparitions at that moment. And what she went through when they ceased, that she just told me, poor boy, that poor boy. He doesn't even understand what it's going to be like. And indeed, he cried for months. And I'm sure Maria would do the same thing. But we've grown up with Our Lady. We have people in their 30s that Our Lady was appearing before they were born. You have people in Medjugorje that sees the sun naturally spin because it's natural, it's not supernatural. It'd be supernatural for it to stop. And it doesn't mean anything because routine in our life and our humanness, we lose the edge, we lose the sharpness and the keenness of perception of the great grace we've been visited with. How do we get that back? How do we keep that? We can't, and we won't. We have to pray three hours a day. And only those who keep that up, keep their rosaries prayed, go to confession once a month, fast and twice a week. It's even difficult for them not to see things in a routine. It's routine for us to go to 5 a.m. prayer. It's routine if the weather's bad or good, that we're still there. We like when the routine's broken like a gigantic lightning storm or tornado warnings. It causes it to be not routine. For us, it's exciting. You might think, that sounds crazy. We like something different because we've been doing this for 30 years every morning, trekking out at 4.30 to be there at 5. And anything you do repeatedly becomes that way where you no longer perceive that it even a sacrifice. It's just what we do and what we live. And this is what I was calling for some things to be routine in our life. The virtues to be routine, that's just natural. We don't have to think about it. If you got a bad habit and you continue this bad habit on a daily basis, it becomes a way of life. That's why we want to get rid of habits. We want to reform habits. It is said that 21 times you do something, you form a habit. If you can change that habit and go 22 days, You form it into your life. Our lady's here to give us rules, rules of life. She called people at one point to gather together. I will give you rules to follow. You can be single. You can be married. You can be in any state of life. But I want you to be consecrated. And then she got a litany of what to do. And those things are difficult to begin with. But when you get to 21, 22, 50 times, it's natural to form good virtues this way and get rid of everything that's not virtue and a bad habit, to reform that. And so she comes for reformation. She comes to change us. She comes to help us track down those things in our life that we can't see to rid ourselves of this. Why is it important? Because she knows where the world was going in 1981. And now she's telling us, see where the world's going today and every day. Somebody told us there's another shooting today. It's getting routine. You don't want God in school? Okay. You don't want him at your work? Okay. You don't want Christmas and Christmas? Do the products you sell? Okay. God honors your free will. And your free will opens up the door for Satan. And so Delay Our Lady talks about this. in a particular way, specifically, about the church and the difficulties is suffering and will continue to suffer. Our
2: Lady's December 2nd, 2015 message given on the day for non-believers. Dear children, I am always with you because my son entrusted you to me. And you, my children, you need me. You are seeking me. You are coming to me. And you are bringing joy to my motherly heart. I have and always will have love for you. For you who suffer and who offer your pains and sufferings to my son and to me. My love seeks the love of all of my children. And my children seek my love. Through love, Jesus seeks unity. Between heaven and earth, between the heavenly father and you, my children, his church. Therefore, it is necessary to pray much, to pray and love the church to which you belong. Now, the church is suffering and needs apostles who by loving unity, by witnessing and giving, show the ways of God. The church needs apostles, who by living the Eucharist with the heart, do great works. It needs you, my apostles of love. My children, from the very beginning, the church was persecuted and betrayed, but day by day it grew. It is indestructible, because my son gave it a heart the Eucharist, and the light of his resurrection shone and will continue to shine upon it. Therefore, do not be afraid. Pray for your shepherds that they may have the strength and the love to be bridges of salvation. Thank you.
1: Ali's messages become more and more appealing in the depth Wise men sought Jesus. Our lady in this Christmas season is saying, seek in me. We are to seek for our God. My love seeks the love of my children. She needs that. And she has that, and my children seek my love. This is a time upon the earth where we are to seek. And people are. They're seeking truth, they're not finding it. So they put their truth in all kinds of things. All this dismal, all this crashing, and change that. We have to suffer, because when you suffer, and you understand that suffering, you look for the ways of God. That's what she said. The church is suffering. These apostles, who by loving unity, by witnessing and giving, show the ways of God. And so we're being trained. We're the people that will go out there and show as apostles how to seek. Not only God, but unity with each other.
2: The very first sentence of the message it says, "I am always with you because my Son entrusted you to me." Over the last month or so, we've been doing a consecration to the heart of Mary that will finish on December eighth. And the last few days, the meditation has been on entrustment from John chapter nineteen. It said, "And from that hour, the disciple took her." to his own home the pope describes this action with one word entrusting. that also strikes me because of our history here in the community beginning with you bringing our lady into your home as a response to wanting to bring our lady further into the world to touch people's hearts But we've seen in your family so many practical ways in which Our Lady has been enfolded in your family. When your son Joseph was born, Our Lady was appearing in your home, in your bedroom every day. And when you brought Joseph home from the hospital, Annette had laid him in the crib that was in your bedroom. Just before the apparition that day, Maria suddenly gets up and goes to the crib and turns Joseph so that he's laying on his back. And when you asked Maria why she did that, she said she wanted Our Lady to be able to see his face when she appeared in the apparition. Your youngest son, Joshua, you brought him to Maria's home in Italy He was playing with their son, McKelly. They are three years old. They strew a box full of toys right before the apparition begins and make so much chaos. And yet when Our Lady appears, she smiles at them and blesses them. We've had married couples or couples that have gotten engaged to be married. And Our Lady's been present for those engagements. We've had one couple where Our Lady actually came to their wedding. We have had vacations with Our Lady. We've had celebrated christmas fourth of july with our lady here in her presence we've celebrated her birthday here on august 5th 2005 she's been here for birthdays we have our picture taken with her in the field with the statue because she's part of our family you have enfolded her into your home we have enfolded her into our home she names our babies i can go on and on with this giving the witness of how to bring our lady into your home But it seems to me, it's not just a matter of bringing Our Lady into our home, but that God has entrusted you and all the followers of Our Lady with Our Lady as a protector of her, as one that will stand with her, as one that will defend her. Is that part of the entrustment that God has asked of the followers of Our Lady, of the children of Our Lady, not to betray her, but as that's what entrustment is.
1: Well, you're right. That lady is entrusted to us at the same time we're entrusted to her because there's a boundary between heaven and earth and a limit that she can't cross and a limit that we can't cross. We can't go into heaven and she comes here, she brings heaven with her. Maria enters into garden of Eden if she's sick she's not sick why she's seeing our lady because she's part of heaven but there's so that barrier there is two different places and our lady did say to Viska that if you begin to live my messages you'll begin to live heaven on earth and when you pass you won't even feel the passage you'll already be living heaven if you go to hell it'll be the same way people who go to hell continue what they're living on earth you can see people in the streets. You can see people in your family. You can see people at work. Their life is hell. Their countenance is this. They're always depressed. They're always negative. They're always seeing the bad things. They always see the opposite of heaven. And their life becomes that. But those who are living in heaven already are a glimpse of that. And the more so you will witness that in your heart, if you're heavenly minded, You'll give it to others. And so this entrustment, the question you're asking, Our Lady has done special things here. We've had two apparitions in one day, several times. That's a special thing for us. It's extraordinary. Our Lady's given messages. Our Lady has appeared at different times in the day, night, late, morning, early, midday, three o'clock, going to the cross. We didn't ask for that time. She names the time. That's special. That's extraordinary. These are external signs that Our Lady's doing something. She has an intention here. We've had things in nature, and apparitions. We had 2005 when Our Lady duplicated the storm when she was born. Download, remember when it rained. An extraordinary thing. People even said, this was like the Fatima miracle. We've had miracles in the sky. Not things that you have to interpret, blatant miracles, conversions, extraordinary stories of people getting here and how they got here by accident or whatever, or brought their spouse who was atheist. And, and it goes on and on after 27, 28 years of apparitions with her and having an intimacy of our life with her in our home, on our grounds, in our community, in our way of life. And going back to this thing about the babies being named, people could say, oh, she's not doing that. or We're exaggerating something. I felt so strongly that when my wife was pregnant, that we were not going to name the baby. I told my wife, we will not name this baby. She said, well, what are we going to do? God's going to name it. And so that was about three months of pregnancy. I think she was in Missouri at that time. And we continued on to the pregnancy. We never dreamed Maria would be there at the seventh, eighth, and ninth month of the pregnancy. And our lady was with us. And Maria said, Well, you've got a name for the baby right up to the right before the birth. I said, No, God will name it. She says, No, you have to name it. Even Maria. I said, No, Maria, God will name this baby. I was so certain of that because a lady Wanted us to put a, faith, a name so serious, a name is so important that Jesus changed Peter's name, or to Petra, to Rock. And so, names are important. And somehow intuitively, I knew just to surrender to God. Long story short, she has Joseph. She goes to the hospital. We don't have a name. She's coming home the next morning. Hundreds of people in the house. We're having apparitions every day. She's getting a little bit of anxiety. She don't know what we're going to name it. She asked me, do I know? I said, no, I don't know a name, but I'm not going to name it. God will coming home. The sun visor flips down. It's about 11 o'clock at night coming back from the hospital. They're waiting for me for our lady to start praying and have the apparition. And a holy card falls out of the sun visor into my lap as I'm going down the road and it's Saint Michael and on the other side, Saint Joseph. And the first thought that came to me is Joseph, Michael Joseph, Joseph Michael. And I said, no, that's me naming it. I'm not going to do that. I put it back in the sun visor. But I knew that sun visor wasn't weak. I don't know why I flipped down like that at the time. It was by chance, but I thought it was weird because it wasn't loose. had never done that before. I walk in the house. Mary Fife, a woman that I knew, as friends, was sitting by the kitchen sink. I walk in. And she says, you named that baby yet? I said, no. She says, why don't you name it Joseph Michael? I said, what? She says, name it Joseph Michael. I said, where did you get that from? She says, I don't know. I said, I think you just named the baby. I go upstairs, I call my wife, and I tell her, get ready to tell her, she was well, something's come to my, my heart, and the name Joseph is. And so it was confirmed it was from God, and everybody, probably 20 more babies has been born here. The same story has happened. We put our faith in God. My daughter took two weeks to be named, but there's no question God named it. And this is what i lady's looking for. She's starting things in families and showing you God will do this. You put your faith in it. You wait for the Lord, and it'll happen. Sometimes it happens before you go from the hospital, and it may be like my daughter took two weeks. And my wife started searching for something. I said, I forbid you to be doing it. You let God will show you. And it did in a profound way. And it came to her in an incredible story too long to go into. But all of our children have been named by our lady. We pray to her and she does it. And we have beautiful names here from Isaac, Leah, Faith, Elizabeth, Sarah, Luke, Jesse, Hannah. And it continues this way. And there's meaning behind it. I think last year or the year before I left in the school, we did the stories of each one of the children in the schools on front of the desk, how they were named and why. We record this. They have history of connection between heaven and earth. We are favored for this, but it's not because anything we've done, just like the visionaries have said. We're just like everybody else. But we've said yes to her. We've given fiat, and then that goes to another fiat. That goes to another yes. And the more responsibility our lady's given, and the more investment comes back, she uses us to a higher degree the next time. And so I've always said: I said from the beginning, I promised our lady, whatever you give me, I'm going to give to the others. Whatever I see, I'm going to make sure other people see what I see, either through writing, through transmitting, through my witness, whatever. I'm a sinner like anybody else, and worse. Because we're close to our lady. But she is part of her family. She did come into our home. She did live with us. When my wife was pregnant with Joseph before our lady came, I felt she was coming. I didn't know the circumstances. I didn't know what route, how I felt it I felt our home was special. I felt a presence of of goodness there. And and I invited the angels there. And so we were on a walk. On a predetermined outcome that we were not aware of, but that we sensed, we need to be making changes in our life. We need to be preparing for something. Even physically, I remember the sidewalk we temporarily built on the house that was under construction, had a crack in it. One day I'm fixing it, and my wife comes to me and says, why are you fixing this? We're going to another sidewalk. I said, I don't know. I feel like I'm supposed to. But what I was contemplating at that moment was Our Lady, that Our Lady was coming here I didn't dare say that to anybody because it was an absurd thought. We didn't have any plan. We wouldn't say anything. But I remember doing that in prayer and in contemplation and in deep, deep union with God that I was preparing for whatever was coming. I didn't know the details, but I felt it and I sensed it. And so our lady being entrusted to us and we entrusted our lady, she'd done things with us. And we, I do, I believe, that Our Lady has done with us a service of a window for the future of people living in community and what life will be like. Our Lady said today about a way of life. She says, show the ways of God. Now the church is suffering and needs apostles who, by loving unity, by witnessing and giving, show the ways of God. Our Lady has given us a way of life here. She formed it. Everything we do, I can root back to a message. Every move we've made is after a message. And so this is what God's looking for us for. We got, well, we forgot the scriptures. We've got how the Jews lived. And if there's any time to look at Israel, it's now. Look at Jerusalem. Everything that's going on, everything's happening in the church, the suffering, all this has to tie back to our roots. Psalms 137, if I forget thee, O Jerusalem, Let my right hand forget her cunning. If I forget thee, O Jerusalem, let my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth. We're living Bible right now, people. And we're to be a biblical people, a people with Jewish roots that became Christians. God wants to be a part of your life. The Virgin Mary, the Queen of Heaven, is naturally a part of our life and our family. It's the routine for us. My wife and my daughter and I were sitting on the couch last night before a picture of Our Lady in our living room doing the rosary. It's a comfort to know not only a picture's been there, but the transfigured body of Our Lady has appeared there 187 times, mostly in the house, but around the grounds also. How do we relate to Our Lady? From two thousand years ago, and now she's visiting us today in our modern time. Except she wants to bridge those things—the good things of Jerusalem, and Israel, and how God saved His people, and when they sin, they're admonished for it, and they turn back to God. And this is what she's calling us to do today. She's coming to show our heritage and our roots spiritually. There's the same God over Israel. There's the same God over us now. Psalms 137 shows this heritage. It can be put to song. It says, If I forget thee, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget her cunning. If I forget thee, O Jerusalem, let my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth. If I remember thee not, if I set not Jerusalem above my chiefest joy, if I remember thee not, If I set not Jerusalem above my chiefest joy, and this is where we are today, replacing God, his history, with what the world offers to us. Contemplate Psalms 137 as Our Lady's people would put them to song. (laughs)
3: I blow your skin, al eroi s'il choczi. Yim tidbak l'shoinimi, Mechiki, blow your I blow your I will I'm going the
1: After one of the apparitions when Maria was here in 88 and 89, she said a lady prayed in Hebrew. We don't know back then if she understood that was. Aramaic, and that's what they described it as. Just like hearing this song. Can you imagine what Maria hears? Judaism, and who already was, is very much part of her life still. Oh, Jerusalem. How Jesus wept over this place, knowing what was in store for it. Did you think our lady's not coming here sad of where the world's going, just like Israel? If I set not Jerusalem above my chiefest joy, if I remember thee not, these beautiful words, this beautiful song can make you contemplate that we're in a surreal moment unlike anybody throughout Christianity who's lived before us from the time of Christ to the time of Mary, this 2,000-year span connected to 33 A.D. to 1981, everything in between, the two meet. She's going to unite the whole world to herself under the Lordship of Jesus to bring the flock back to one. In your Prophecy, June 25th, 2007, God desires the conversion of the entire world. When there's an equation, there's a conversion mathematically of a shifting to one point. And that point in this message is the entire world the center on Jesus Christ, do you think our lady's going to get her way? Oh, Jerusalem. Oh, nations of the earth. We have before us the love of heaven coming down, calling us. Will you respond? Will you answer? Or will you let your tongue cleave to the roof of your mouth? because you remembered thee not. This message about the church is reflected with the message Jesus came 2,000 years ago about what was the church at that time, the synagogues, and Judaism. And now Judeo-Christian values are on the wane and something else is mounting over us.
0: Uh, something you just said uh, sparks a, a question Our Lady in the message said love the church to which you belong now is Our Lady is she referring to the Catholic Church is she referring to the Christian Church what about the Muslims out there is, is this message applying to them too
1: wherever there's truth Our Lady wants to enhance that because if somebody seeks truth and they're looking for that and just like she says today I'm seeking you You seek me, you need me. You're coming to me. If you're seeking truth, you're enlightened to the next truth. It's accumulative. So we have people living in ignorance. The whole second of the month theme is for people who never experienced the love of God. And love is God and God is truth. He exists, our lady said. And we have to deliver that. And so the church you belong to, if you live in truth, you're growing closer to God. I've always said there are many good Protestants better than Catholics. But if you seek truth, you won't stay that. You'll end up at the Eucharist. You notice that lady talked a lot about the church today. She never said the Catholic Church. And she's very rarely said anything. June 25th, 1985, the fourth anniversary of the first apparition, we ask our lady what she wants from the priest. Our lady responds, I urge you to ask everyone to pray the rosary. With the rosary, you will overcome all the troubles which Satan is trying to inflict on the Catholic Church. Let all priests pray the rosary. Give time to the rosary. The only other time our lady's mentioned the Catholic Church, the Catholic Church, she says, has forgotten fasting in the last quarter century. That was back in the 90s. So it's not positive statements. And it identifies in this message Satan is trying to inflict all the troubles on the Catholic Church. And so, he says, to pray and love the church to which you belong. Of course, we're Catholic. We belong there. And we're to love the church. It doesn't mean that we can't identify that the church is in trouble. Our Lady at the end of the message just says, therefore do not be afraid, pray for the shepherds that they may have the strength and the love to be bridges of salvation. Why'd she say that? Pray for your shepherds that they may have the strength and the love to be bridges of salvation. If there are bridges of salvation, she wouldn't be saying it. If the church was okay, she wouldn't be saying the suffering church. If the shepherds who have the bishops are apostles, and that's who they are, they're descendants of the apostles. Your bishop is an apostle. And yet Our Lady is saying something incredible here, and something strange, and something that may cause conflict in the church and among the bishops, because she says now the church is suffering and needs apostles who by loving unity by witnessing and giving show the ways of God. Is that not happening in connection with the shepherds of the church, the bishops? If it was, she wouldn't say pray if they have strength to be the bridge of salvation. We can't consecrate host as an apostle and don't make any objection about it, that we are apostles. She said that. She's claimed us. The church needs apostles who by living the Eucharist with the heart do great works. It needs you. What does? It does. What is it? The church. My apostles of love, my children from the very beginning, the church was persecuted and betrayed, but day by day it grew. She's come to tell us, that the church, the gates of hell are against it, but it is indestructible. I've said many times and throughout the last two decades, had Our Lady not come, the gates of hell would prevail against the church. Yet she says it can't prevail against the church because it's indestructible. But Our Lady is coming here to reignite the Eucharist that it won't happen. Therefore, do not be afraid. My son gave it a heart, the Eucharist, and the light of his resurrection shown will continue to shine upon it. So it's indestructible. But she had to come here to remind us that so it wouldn't be destructed because we weren't going away from the Eucharist. She turned us back to it. And the case of hell will never prevail against the church. This is a message of hope at the same time. It's a message of being on alert that we have a problem, a great problem. And that bridge isn't there for salvation as it should be. So our Lady's come up and making her apostles. Her son Jesus has called his apostles that are of the church, but we are the ones that's going to renew the church. This is what Medjugorje is about. Therefore, it is necessary to pray much to pray and love the church to which you belong. Now the church is suffering and needs apostles who by love and unity, by witnessing and giving, show the ways of God. The church needs apostles. It needs you. My apostles of love. My children. Amazing. It's an incredible thing. There may be objections. Well, the bishops, as I said, are the apostles. But it's not happening to them. Yet she says we can't do it without the shepherds. We can't do what we need to do without the authority of the bishops. And that's why they need to give a green light. And I've spoken many times about that. I won't go into it tonight. But we're in grave trouble. And so, yes, as a Baptist, love the church you belong to. And the more you love it, the more you'll come to truth because love is truth. The more you'll be enlightened that your church doesn't have the living body of Christ, the Eucharist. And you'll start seeking because everybody's going to come to know the Mary that we know. Everybody's going to come to know the Mary that baby Jesus knew and grew up under because it's her who would be blessed above all women. That's a big statement. No other woman will have that. And people are becoming enlightened. They'll receive grace. Muslims will. And I here for what? Unity. Love unity. We're being brought underneath Our Lady's unity of her mantle. That she'll one day step aside and there will be Jesus for the Muslims. And everybody else that's non-believers or Hindus or whoever. She's here to unite in her heart all these souls behind her son and under her son. Our Lady's not here to say, I belong to the Roman Catholic Church. She didn't want this arrogance or this boasting. But we do have a crisis of the bridge. And we, the apostles, are called to build that bridge because it's not being in the church or she wouldn't be asking for it.
0: With everything that a friend of Medjugorje writes, there are many things and experiences that bring it to that point of being able to be written What follows is something that he had written a number of years ago for the youth in the community.
4: The Way is Bridged by a Friend of Medjugorje. He had grown old. For the last time he was passing a stream which many times had almost swallowed him. He would never come this way again. He began to build a bridge that he would never use. Old man, cried a watching angel, you are wasting your time, for your eyes will close eternally this very night. You will never pass this way again. The old man looked up, tired and wearied, the evidence of a life of toil etched on his face and replied, there comes behind me a fair-headed youth who will cross this perilous water. Old man, replied the angel, he cannot repay you. You are wasting your time. The old man said, It is not for repayment that I do this work, rather that they can go further than me down the path, that they too will build bridges over other perilous streams when they come to them. With that, the angel vanished, and the old man finished his work. More tired than ever, he struggled home. He wondered if he would make it. Finally reaching his door, he felt life leaving him. With all he had left, he opened the door. There, in front of him, with a light so brilliant he could hardly believe, a bridge, golden, beautifully constructed, leading to a dazzling light with the angel standing in the middle with tools in hand. Old man, said the angel, I too have been busy for you. Come across, old bridge builder, for this bridge you have made, you will now cross and many will follow. When he was found there in the doorway, there was upon his face such a sweetness that all knew he had gained heaven in his last sleep.
0: When a friend of Medjugorje became involved in Medjugorje, there were things that were already in place in a friend of Medjugorje's life for Our Lady to just simply be able to use him. And so I'll just read for you one thing that a friend of Medjugorje said uh, to the community during a retreat uh, where he spoke somewhat about this path. He said, Our path in community is perilous, uncharted, yet guided by Our Lady's messages, of which our beginnings involved crossing streams that at times almost drowned the first to cross it. Yet the building of several bridges has made it possible to cross these perilous waters. Your struggles, crosses, and difficulties have already been experienced and conquered. Witness is your strength. By God's grace to continue the path and by examples set in our foundation when you come across the struggling currents of spiritual storms, your conquering them will be the bridge that others may pass after you.
2: Our Lady said today, Now, the church is suffering and needs apostles who, by loving unity, by witnessing and giving, show the ways of God. I've just been in Medjugorje for two months or so and speaking with people from all over the world who come into the Caritas Mission House. And there is a lot of unrest in people's hearts, especially concerning the church. There's a lot of confusion. There seems to be shifting sands beneath our feet for a lot of people. And our ladies come to show us how our response should be. There are others that we can look in the past to see how they weathered the storms of their own times of trial. And there's a story during World War II, during the Holocaust of an old rabbi who was being placed on one of the trains that were heading to the incinerators, and all of these Jews were being loaded up in this train, and they all knew what was coming. They all knew their destination. And there was great despair, great fear. The church was suffering. And in the midst of that darkness, this one old rabbi began to sing a song. The words were, I believe with complete faith. In the coming of the Messiah, I believe. And even though he may tarry, nonetheless, I will wait for him. And even though he may tarry, nonetheless, I will wait for him. I believe.
5: She V'yafalpi, V'yafalpi, my
1: said the church was persecuted, betrayed, but day by day it grew. The difficulty out of Judaism to give birth to Christianity was not an easy thing to happen. The birth of Christianity from a humanist society is not going to be any less. But one thing we can say, Our Lady said, as I bore Jesus in my womb, I wish to bear you into holiness.
0: A friend of I felt very strongly in his heart that our nation needed to be saved. It became a good portion of the mission of Caritas. And when Caritas had grown to a certain point from the Caritas house that was out here, he instituted the building of the tabernacle of Our Lady's Messages. And that's exactly what it was to be. It was to be a tabernacle of her messages. When it came time to dedicate this building he instituted a a feast December 8th through the 12th Feast of Our Lady of Immaculate Conception on December 8th December 12th the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe Our Lady of America These five days became known as the dedication If you want to rewind 2,000 years before this Israel found itself in the very same position Their temple had been profaned Judas Maccabees rose up, and they restored the temple. And he instituted a feast on the 25th day of the month of Kislev, an eight-day feast called the Dedication. And every year, this feast falls within our days of the Dedication here, December 8th through the 12th. This year, that feast begins on December 6th for the Jews. They call it Hanukkah. If you want to experience a Medjugorje Hanukkah, December 8th through the 12th here at Keratos is the place to experience that. The Feast of Lights, the Feast of the Dedication, the Feast of the Tabernacle. That's the three names that the Jews give this feast. The dedication of the Tabernacle of Our Lady's Messages here at Keratos is a direct descendant of something that Our Lady birthed through inspiration in the messages. This is something that you want to be here for. December 8th through the 12th.
1: I love this message today. So much of it connects to the church, about the church. Many things we've been talking about our reason for acting now and don't wait for church approval for majoria. We must act as apostles. Our Lady said, the church was persecuted, betrayed, but day by day it grew. The difficulty out of Judaism to give birth to Christianity was not an easy thing to happen. The birth of Christianity from a humanist society is not going to be any less. But one thing we can say, Our Lady said, as I bore Jesus in my womb, I wish to bear you into holiness. Everything depends on us. Everything's connected to Israel right now. I'm on my second read of the Six Day War by Stephen Pressfield. The Lionsgate, it's an amazing book. You need to be looking toward Jerusalem. You need to be contemplating the church. We need to look at the beginning so that we can have a new beginning in this contemplation of where the church is, where it's going, and where it's going with the world, and what must separate from it for it to continue. Curia.
6: e, elaison Song elai Here
1: Doesn't that speak to us about the church, the majesty of it, the luster of it, how it shines in the world, all of which is vanquished from us right now? It's gone. We don't have it. The church is suffering. And we're at fault. And that's why our ladies here is to raise up apostles, like Lewis DeMotford said, of the latter days. And these apostles will be without care, without concern for themselves. They'll go across the world. This is what our lady's here for. I'm not waiting for church approval. We don't have to wait for church approval. In the beginning days of Medjugorje, I thought, I got to go to this or this person or this priest or the bishop or to the pope. This is not what our lady's saying to do. You stay loyal to the church. You love the church. You love your faith. You die for your faith. But she's our leader. That's who we are to follow now. Because we don't have that leadership. We have a void a grave void, so much so that those who are in the church that not even missed when they do pass on. There's no hole left in the heart because of them. Because the church is suffering, we're going to have to suffer ourselves to save it, and by that means, shows the ways of God. This is what I is here for. You need to know miserable enough. Our Lady wants you to understand magical enough. She wants you to understand the message strong enough that you're not waiting around on the street corner waiting for it to be approved before you act. Forget that stuff. has nothing to do with me or you or anybody else that truly want to follow Our Lady. It's now. She's calling you now. You have to act to save the church. Yes, it's indestructible. But parts of the church in the past 2,000 years of history has been damaged, has been lost, has been schismatic, has splintered off into something else. Look what the Protestant Reformation has done. She's come to call this flock back. You want to be with her? This is where we are. You say, you'll die for a lady? And the point of man, God, one man whose sins were forgiven the day before comes back to Jesus and says, I want to be martyred. Jesus says, you ask for much, man. Don't ask for that. And the man insisting, Jesus says to him, the life of a soul is in the hands of my father. In other words, you don't call the shots. He does. The man continued to persist. And you know what Jesus says to him? He says, and do you think that it is martyrdom to live in a world that has lost attraction and the heart yearns for heaven? This is Medjugorje. You lose attraction of the world and we yearn for heaven and we have to continue to live. Jesus goes and says, and to live to teach people to love and become acquainted with the disappointments of the master and to persevere tirelessly to give souls to the master. Isn't that what l a said? Show the way of God. You need to be an apostle to do that. You need to be a follower of the messages, not wait around for the church approval or what somebody thinks or even when the Pope has said, Fatima is the most significant apparitions of the 20th century. This is not correct. Medjugorje is. 19 years of magical apparitions was in the 20th century. But even the clerics, as Mr. Montfort spoke of, that we're not to follow them in all their thinking. Yes, be obedient to the church, but not their opinions or those statements can be wrong. We are here, led by Our Lady, to bring about a spiritual renaissance in the church. Jesus continues, also do the will of God, even if your own should appear to you to be more heroic. So he's saying to this man, martyrdom seems more heroic, but you're not to do that. You're to do the will of God and you will be holy. That's what this is about. And it's holy to do what God wants. You can't go any higher than that in your life and your fulfillment of your contentment, your peace, your love, and what God has for you. I don't pray for any kind of certain death. I pray for how God wants me to die and not live a second longer or a second less. It's in his hands. To be a follower of Medjugorje is to be completely surrendered in your life to Our Lady in consecration. You say, Mary, by the end of this day, I want to leave the traces of God's glory. By the way, I witness your messages. And if you live this way, you will be greatly missed when you die. Rather than some people might feel relieved that you're gone. How many clerks pass on and leave no void? How many holy people that are clerks, are laity, that die and leave a great void in the heart they leave behind in the shape of themselves? Stand up. Be defiant if necessary, not disobedient. But be strong in your conviction, not in a boisterous way, but in what we live. The whole world depends on us. There's no compromises we can make. There's no room for that. Our Lady's teaching that there's no going back. There's no more time. We're in the season of fall for Mejigoria.
7: Timber settles softly Leaves are starting to fall I recall the last time you were here You left a melody that. Carry wherever I go Like a treasure that travels with me down every road There's this longing lonesome and deep Kinda bitter Kinda sweet There's a whole the shape of you Time stealing swiftly There's children having children of their own And around life's merry go-round goes And there you are wanting what you cannot Like a treasure that travels with me down every road There's this longing, lonesome and deep Kinda bitter, kinda sweet There's a hole in my heart, in my shape of. Like a window to heaven There's a light
1: be known in this life. They want to be famous. And it's fleeting the way the world chases these things. They're lost in one generation. Those people are known by the earth and its ways. But if you live by eternal ways, you live God's ways, you'll realize that everybody's martyred for him however they die. And martyrdom for love is absolution. You gain heaven that way. And you will be remembered not only in the generation you live, but generations afterwards, like the saints are, and all into eternity. And in that way, your witness will live on in the heart that you leave behind in the shape of your life. We wish you, Our Lady. We love you. Goodbye.
0: This ends the Radio Wave show with a friend of Metrigoria. You can order this show on CD by contacting Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000. Thank you for listening.